Very good. Now, Jared, can you come up? Um, everybody, I think, will probably know Jared, but Jared's our youth pastor here, um, does an amazing job, and is going to be speaking to us this morning. And I can see exciting props already. And he's also warned me that I might be involved, but he said nothing about what that means. So we'll see. I think you'll be okay this time. I think I'll be okay. I think you'll be okay. Let me pray for you as we start. Heavenly Father, why don't you reach out a hand towards Jared and let's pray for him. You need him to be good. Um, so let's pray for him. Heavenly Father, I want to pray for Jared. Thank you for his love for you. Thank you for the way that you saved him and have given him a passion for your word. And I pray, Lord, now as he speaks to us this morning, that you'd fill him again with your Holy Spirit, each and every one of us with your spirit, that we might receive afresh your word for us today. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Mike. Good morning, everybody. So, today we're looking at the theme of give more. What a great theme to be thinking about at Christmas. And it's such a great follow-on from last week when we heard from Phil looking at spend less. I mean, they they sort of go hand in hand, but sometimes we can confuse the two. Because sometimes we think, actually, spending more means that we're giving more. But actually... They don't really join up together like that. And that Bible passage that was read so beautifully, wasn't it? Um, We're going to be exploring what Give More looks like through that a little bit later. But first of all, I've got a question. Does anyone know how many sleeps it is until Christmas? How many? Seven? No. The right answer is too many sleeps. Am I right? Too many sleeps until Christmas. I just cannot wait until Christmas Day. So, so, guess what? Today I thought... We could do a little bit of present giving. What do you think? No? No? Yes! That's the right answer. Good. And guess what? I saw that someone this morning came in with a gift. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited. So, Poppy, can you come up? Oh, my goodness. Look at this. Poppy's prepared a gift. And it it fits right in with the talk. Can you believe it? It's incredible. (laughs) Poppy. Oh, there's my little little microphone. So, is this on? Test it. Hello. Oh, it is on. Fantastic. Okay, Poppy, I've seen... Is that a gift? Are you brought a Christmas gift this morning? Yes. Amazing. And who's it for? It's for Sky. <gasps> it's for Sky, her sister. That's so sweet. Oh, my goodness. And have you spent lots of money on Sky? Yes. Oh, my goodness. You spent lots of money. Oh, my goodness. Sky, come up, come up. Oh, my goodness. Right. Right, Sky, do you want to come over here for me? Lovely job. Okay, so... Uh, Oh my goodness, this is exciting. <laughs> right, okay, Poppy, do you want to give her the gift? Right, there you go. <gasps> oh, right, right. So are you going to open it? Have a look. Right, what is it? It's a jumper for £20. A jumper for £20? You shouldn't leave the price tags on gifts. That's just a little bit of a pep talk. But Oh my goodness, £20. You spent so much money, Poppy. Oh my, you must really... That's a good job. I should hope so. So, <laughs> so Poppy, you must really care about your sister. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so, so, convincing answer, isn't it? Yeah, wonderful. But, Sky, what's this you've got in your hand? Oh, there you go. Have you open it? Open it, Poppy. Oh, my goodness. Have you got Poppy a gift as well? Oh, my goodness. They love each other so much, these two sisters. Right, Poppy, what have you got? <gasps> oh, my goodness. And she got it in the set. Sky, what were you thinking? Well, I couldn't afford anything else. Oh, my goodness. Poppy, how outraged do you on a scale of 1 to 10? Oh, my gosh, Sky. Oh, oh my goodness. Um, uh, Sky, it's a long time till Christmas, yet too many sleeps. You've got time to go and buy a better present, haven't you? There you go. Right, go and sit down. Think about what you've done. <laughs> Thank you, girls. Right, isn't it... Thank you so much for that. Isn't it strange how sometimes 
we can, at Christmas time, equate, if we spend more, it means we value someone more. And if we spend less, how we value them less. How, how strange is that? Have you ever had it where someone, you weren't expecting a gift, and then someone's giving you a gift, and you're like, oh my goodness, they've given me a gift. Now I've got to buy them a gift. Oh man, I've had that too many times. Too many times, horrible. So actually, when we think about spending and giving, actually, they don't go hand in hand. And the Bible verse we read earlier shows that really well. Do you know how much the gift of Jesus cost for us when God gave us Jesus? He gave it to us for free. For free. There was nothing that you could give God in return that could match that gift. You could give him a PlayStation with all the games in the world. You could give him the biggest, cuddliest teddy bear. Or you could buy him the flashiest, fastest car in the world. And it would still never match this incredible free gift of the baby Jesus. Wow. Isn't that incredible? And actually, sometimes the most precious things in life come free. The most precious things you can't put a price on. And my favorite verse in the, in the Bible verse that we just read was the one that talks about he will be called Emmanuel. It will be God with us. You see, God knew what it was to give more. Because he gave us the most precious thing he had to give, himself. Because he was saying, when he gave the baby Jesus, he was saying, do you know what? I want to be in relationship with you guys. I want to spend time with you, and I want to be part of the family. I want to be part of the family. And when we think about church, actually church is a big family. It might be your first time today. If it is, you're so very, very welcome. And if it is, you haven't just walked into a building, you've walked into a family. Oh, you're part of the family now. How exciting is that? And actually, I've got a little uh, prop here. I know, you go, has anyone noticed this tree and how, how lovely it's been decorated? It's fantastic, isn't it? So I know it's not, um, not quite as glamorous as this tree, but it's going to be looking glamorous by the end of today. So I have a bit of an exercise for you guys, okay? Because I want to show, actually, that we're all part of the same family. So do you remember the verses at the start where, that Beth read? And she said, and so-and-so was born to so-and-so and so-and-so and so And then there were loads and loads of other names, right? And she skipped over all these names. She was meant to do that, and there's a reason for that later, right? But she skipped over all these names. Sometimes we can easily skip over these names and think, oh, it's just boring. But actually, it's really, really important because it shows that Jesus was part of a family tree. He, he, people came before him, and it, this family tree led up to his birth. It was really, really important. In the same way, we have a family tree in church. So I want you guys to really help me with this next bit. Can you do that? Yeah? Give me a shake of the head or a nod of the head. Can you help me with the next bit? Right, I can't hear you guys. Can you help me with the next bit? Yeah! yeah! Excellent, wonderful. Right, Mike, can you take some of these for me? And what you're going to do, you're going to see inside these... Uh, the, this little thing, you want to see some little men, right, or little people, right, or women, men, women, men, people, so, and you're going to get one each, okay, and what I'd love for you to do, I'd love for you to look around the whole church, and I want you to look at all these different faces, maybe you're related to some of them, hopefully you're related to some of them, maybe you are not related to any of them, but you know them from church, and... What you're going to do, you're going to write their names or maybe draw them on. And um, what's going to happen is one, you can use both sides. And once you've done that, then I want you to find a space on the tree. 
and I want you to put, hang that little man on, a bit like a Christmas bauble. Because what we're trying to show is, actually, it doesn't matter who we are or where we've come from, what our context is, when we come into this place, actually, we're entering into this family tree of Jesus. And actually, Jesus is at the center of that and the one that binds that family tree together. Okay? So we're going to make a giant family tree. And if by any chance some of the people, the young people here, leave you out, feel free to come and add your name on. There is no problem with that whatsoever. Okay? Now, whilst you guys are doing that, now, I want you to, because um, uh, I've got a challenge for you after you've pl- plugged those things onto the tree, okay? So uh, it's not over just yet. But whilst you guys are doing that, this bit's for the adults, okay? So pay attention, adults. Do you remember all the names, right? I'm going to read some of these names. So um, we're going to get to... So, verse 5, this is all these names in this family tree. The reason I'm going to read you some of these names is, these names, they aren't just random words, these are real people. These are real people in a real history, in a real context, with real experiences, okay? And so actually, it's worth knowing each of their stories. Every single word has a whole other world behind it, okay? So, I'm going to take verse 6, I'm only going to mention three names really, really quickly. So, uh, verse Verse 5, Salmon, the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. If you don't know about the story of Rahab, she was a prostitute. Really, really a dodgy job for someone in the lineage of Jesus, do you not think? Let's skip to verse um, 6. And so it talks about David was the father of Solomon, whose mother had been Uriah's wife. David. Now, if you don't know the story of that, Uriah's wife, that was Bathsheba. And that was the one where David sent Uriah off to have him killed so he could have Bathsheba to himself. What a horrible thing to do. And yet it was out of Bathsheba's line that comes Jesus. Out of that broken relationship comes the line of Jesus. Last one. And we go to verse 10 and it says, Hezekiah the father of Manasseh. Manasseh. He was possibly the worst king you could possibly imagine. He was so bad he even burnt his children in a fire. Right? Yeah, like really, really bad. The worst king ever to lead Israel. And yet, out of that line comes the line of Jesus. Can you imagine it? Jesus didn't come for a fleeting visit to say, oh, hello, I'll spend five minutes with you off. Oh, I don't want to get involved with that. No, he said, do you know what? I'm showing you this family tree because it's messy. It is so, so messy. And yet, I still want to be a part of it. How great is that? I want to be a part of the mess. I don't just want to be a part of the mess. I want to walk through the mess with you. What would church be like? What would our family be like if we could do it like Jesus showed us how to do it? What could our family be like if actually we walked through other people's mess with them? What would our family be like if we gave other people the permission to walk through our mess with us? Because that's a challenging thing. So, I want you to have a little look at the people around you. So, maybe there's probably a maximum of about eight people around you, okay? Like the people immediately around you. I want you to literally turn your heads around and move your bodies, okay? So, maybe the three people behind you, um, maybe the person to your left, the person to your right, the first three people in front of you, okay? Have a really get to know their faces. Doesn't matter if you know them or not, get to know their faces. Maybe even say hello. People can do that. I, I can, um, better lowish. You don't need to like, you know, they, they're literally like stroking each other's faces over there. It's, it's, uh, so have a look. Get to know each other's faces. Doesn't matter if you know them or not. 
Why doesn't it matter if you know them? Because you are family. When you come into this place, it doesn't matter how long you've been here, where you've come from. You guys are family. Right, how are we doing with the tree? Amazing, right? Find some more spaces. Get these. If you need some help from, from adults, that's totally cool. Oh, that's a lovely one. Very nicely coloured in. Superb. So, get your little people onto the tree for me. Excellent. So, I have the challenge now, young people. I have the challenge for you. And this isn't just a, a challenge for young people. This is a challenge for adults. This week, I want you to... Maybe it's the people directly around you. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's someone that, um, that you haven't spoken to in a while and that you think, do you know what, I need to... I need to catch up with them. Or someone that's going through a messy time. Or maybe someone you just want to feed into their life and just show them how much you value them. Young people, maybe it's your brother and sister and you finally think, do you know what, maybe I should be nice to them just once in a while. Or, no. or maybe it's your parents, that, you know, or, or cousins or grandparents, whatever it looks like. Think of one person in your mind. Okay? Just take 30 seconds to think of that person. And what I would love for you to do this week is think, what would life be like if I jumped into their, their life with both feet and walked through the mess with them, fed into their life, brought joy to their life, just to show them how much they were valued by me, how much they were part of my family. Does that make sense? Yeah? So, no. <laughs> so, so that's the challenge. This week, think of one person, and I'm talking about quality time. You don't need to spend money for this sort of stuff. Just put your phone away, put everything on silent, give them an hour of undevoted attention and go, do you know what, I want to walk through life with you. I want to do life with you in the same way that Jesus showed us how to do life. That he would willingly give so much more to be with us in relationship. He's modelled that to us, so actually we're called to go and do it for others, aren't we? So if it's your first time or it's not your first time, welcome to the family. What a wonderful place to be. Father God, we just give you the thanks and the praise uh, for, the, for the gift of the baby Jesus uh, and, and the fact that it was free. Uh, there's nothing we can do to repay it um, and the fact that you've modeled to us the way to do family, the way to live out lives and, uh, and, yeah, and to walk through it with each other. So Father, help us to just really um, be bound together by the power of your spirit as one body, one family. Uh, and yeah, may Jesus be at the center of it all. In the name of Jesus, we pray because we love you. Amen.